Hello and welcome to this edition of the Heart Podcast. I'm Dr. Alistair Lindsay and today we'll be discussing the topic of coffee consumption and its effect on the heart, particularly looking at coronary artery calcium as detected by CT. This is the subject of a paper sent to us at heart recently entitled Coffee Consumption and Coronary Artery Calcium in Young and Middle-Aged Asymptomatic Adults. And this was a collaboration between uh, John Hopkins University and also the Kembuk Samsung Hospital in Korea. I'm delighted to say that the senior author, Dr. Eliseo Gualar, joins me on the line now. Good evening, Eliseo. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure, pleasure, and thank you for joining us. This is a very interesting topic and something that doctors get asked about a lot, the effect of coffee on the heart. Can you tell us a little bit about what we know on this topic to date? Well, this topic has been uh, controversial for a very, very, very long time. And uh, things started a few decades back with the, with the concern that uh, coffee could be detrimental, could raise lipids, could influence or increase the development of atherosclerosis. But over the past decade, uh, we have been finding actually the opposite. We have been finding that coffee intake is, associ- is inversely associated with cardiovascular risk and also with some of the main cardiovascular risk factors such as diabetes. So our understanding of, of this area is changing. I, I think what is clear now is that the, the initial concerns that uh, we had have disappeared and, and there is nothing now that indicates that coffee might be detrimental and might even be uh, healthy. This is very interesting, isn't it? Because stereotypically, everyone has this idea in their head of a very stressed out person at work. They're drinking a lot of coffee. Maybe their their blood pressure is a little bit high and, and that coffee may therefore be a part of all that. But clearly, that's not the case. And one of the things you point out in your paper is that actually looking at coffee intake and high blood pressure, there isn't any real evidence that there's a detrimental effect on blood pressure long term. In the long term, that's, that's totally right. And actually, if you think about it, many of the things that are associated with coffee intake are also not very healthy. So if anything, uh, we would expect that coffee intake appears as unhealthy, like, uh, you know, on average, uh, people who drink coffee are, are more likely to smoke. And also, if you uh, drink coffee, you might be eating maybe cream, maybe more calories. So, so if you think about the potential sources of bias that you, yeah. that you can have in these type of studies, very often these sources of bias go in opposite directions. So this is why coffee intake, this is a, a very interesting association. Yes, very good point. So I know you're very keen to tell us that you did a collaborative study with a, a group in Korea. Can you tell us a little bit about your study design? Yes. Uh, so this this is, a, I think, a wonderful collaboration that, that we have set up between Cambuk Samsung Hospital and, and Johns Hopkins. Uh, the Cambuk Samsung Hospital, they have probably what is the largest uh, health screening clinic in probably in Asia. And they have uh, close to 150,000 screening visits uh, per year. And these are screening visits of uh, people who are healthy. This is, these are not prompted by symptoms. So uh, what we have done is we have used uh, the data from this hospital to basically organize a, a cohort study. And the data that we present in this paper is a cross-sectional analysis of the participants who had a calcium coronary score for looking at coronary calcium at subclinical atherosclerosis in the coronary arteries and who also as as part of the checkup completed a a food frequency questionnaire where we could identify their coffee consumption. 
I see. So some important points there. This was uh, the primary prevention cohort, so a group yeah. of patients largely in their 30s and 40s who were being screened for coronary artery disease by coronary artery calcium scanning, obviously. And you also divided them up according to their caffeine intake, which was either no cups of coffee a day, uh, right. one or two cups of coffee a day, three or four cups of coffee a day, or, or five coffees a day or more. Is that correct? Correct. Yes, and so if you could summarize, what, what did you find uh, in a nutshell in, as regards the coronary artery calcium scores and the relationship with coffee intake? So, so basically, as you increase coffee consumption, the prevalence of coronary calcium went down up to three to, to four cups of coffee per day. And once participants started to drink five cups of coffee or more per day, it started to go up, although it never went up enough that it crossed the level of those who didn't uh, have any, any coffee. Even if you take out people who don't drink any coffee, and you might think, you know, maybe they're not drinking coffee because of health yes. issues. So there's this inverse association that uh, with a minimum at about three to four cups of coffee per day. And this applies both to the presence of coronary calcium and, and among those who have coronary calcium, how much coronary calcium they have. Oh, I see. So there was actually a direct correlation as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So the lowest, the nadir, was at three or so cups of coffee yeah, a day. Around but, three. but even at five cups of coffee a day, you still saw a benefit overall compared to people who, who weren't coffee drinkers. It was still lower than no coffee, but then it's at a point where things start to get tricky because the confidence intervals get wider. Mm. Then it's compared to those who don't drink any coffee, which can be special. There might be reasons why they are not drinking coffee. The level of coronary calcification was still lower for those drinking five cups of coffee per day compared to those who were drinking one. That's, that's totally correct. Right. But we're getting into a little bit of difficult... Yes, difficult territory. Absolutely. And, and you're very clear that this is an association you've found. Uh, mechanisms, can we sort of speculate a little bit about what might be causing this? Well, there are many. Um, we don't really know. I think we have to say that up front, but there's antioxidant compounds in coffee and different types of compounds in coffee that are supposed to have beneficial effects, that are supposed to improve endothelial function, reduce inflammation. There are several pathways that are being studied. I don't think we can point to like a specific mechanism that can explain this. No, fair enough. And looking forward in your own study, will all these patients be followed up for clinical outcomes? Will you be able to tie that up to the baseline data you've published with us? We hope to do that. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to reading that in the future. Eliseo, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. 